Hey, this is Dave Munson. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about myself because you're going to tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I have an amazing wife. She is better than anyone else's wife that I know. <laughs> and I've got really two really great little kids. Um, I like to fish. I've got a company called Saddleback Leather. Um, hey, so if you'd leave me a message about yourself and what you want to talk to me about, well, I'll get back to you. So uh, here's your chance. Well, I said, welcome to Small Business Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Timbo Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I am your host, Timbo Reed, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing, and that is exactly what we do around here. And today, I tell you, today will be no exception as we dive deep into story. A little bit more on that in a minute, just Suffice to say, today's show is lovingly brought to you by the good folk at Net Registry, who get your online marketing sorted. Check out their exclusive listener packages over at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo, and there are some new ones there, and they are rippers. And we're also brought to you by 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace where you're guaranteed to get a design you will love. And uh, they've got a very special offer for you, a $99 upgrade over at 99designs.com forward slash, you guessed it, Timbo. Hey, big show today. That voice message you heard up front, that's today's guest, Saddleback Leather owner Dave Munson. And what a character he is. He is a great storyteller, even to the point, as you heard, of including some story in his phone message. What a great idea. More on Dave in a minute. I've got some inspirational feedback from a motivated listener who is taking some wonderful action. Got a great idea for you in that, in that bit of feedback. And a motivational marketing quote about the importance of headlines. Who would have thought? As per usual, there is marketing, G-O-L-D, dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. that's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. So I get some wonderful email throughout the course of my week from you lovely listeners. If you want to send me an email, a bit of feedback, comment, constructive criticism, you can send it to Tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. This came from Helen Cattell over at cleverpack.com.au. That's pack with a P-A-K. No C. She says, hey, Timbo, I listen to your podcasts on my 45-minute trip to work each day. And I'm so inspired by the time I get in, I can't wait to start on my marketing. Helen, already, I am loving you. That's what we want to do around here. However, she goes on to say, unfortunately, other things get in the way the minute I step in the door. Well, yeah, they do. I hear that all the time. But you've got to schedule time. You've got to book, like you book meetings in your diary. You book other things in your diary. You've got to book marketing time in your diary. Back to Helen, she says, so I started setting reminders during my car trip to come up on my phone at 10am. 
Nice. Then I put a whiteboard in my office and I start putting all your gold, capital G-O-L-D, on the board when my reminders come up. What a great idea. It is truly magical and inspiring. I have, I have been sharing it with my staff to inspire them. I've been in business for 25 years, but each day I still get more ideas from you and your guests. Well, the minute we start running out of ideas, Helen, I think we're all in trouble. I have been started. I have even started to listen to some of them again, so I can embed the details in my brain. Yeah, amazing how many listeners do listen to episodes multiple times. I guess it's the nature of the show. Good idea. I do that with other podcasts where I do the the full run through and then go back and then stop, start, stop, start, you know, picking up ideas, writing them down. Back to Helen. And to ensure I can start my day inspired as your podcasts are not daily. Such a shame, she says. Well, they're now bi-weekly. Thank you for your inspirations. It is truly helpful in such tough times, regards Helen. Well, I hope times aren't too tough, Helen, but uh, they could always be better. Love your feedback. Love the fact that you are taking action. Support for this show comes from NetRegistry, a one-stop shop for getting your online marketing sorted. Verity Ma, their chief marketing officer, recently told me this story of a very happy mechanic. So one of my favourite stories of customers that I heard was a salesperson was talking to a mechanic and he was talking about what sort of email he would like to have and what kind of hosting, whether he wants cloud or cPanel hosting. And the mechanic just said, look, I don't care, build my website, here's my phone number, make my phone ring and send me the bill. And that was the last we heard of him. He didn't provide us content. He didn't provide us any details about his business. We had his contact details. We wrote all the content and we just got his phone ringing and sent him the bell. Net Registry, where happy mechanics go to grow their business online. Visit netregistry.com.au or give them a buzz on 1300 638 734. And tell them Timbo sent you. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Support for this show comes from 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver a fast, affordable design you'll love. Speaking of love, their big cheese, Patrick Llewellyn, recently compared 99designs to a dating site. We really think of contests almost like the dating paradigm. You go to a nightclub, it's noisy, there's a lot of people to meet, you get to meet a lot of people, and if you're lucky, you know, at the end of that process, you might meet someone, right? And then you go on and and, and have dates. And so a contest is kind of like that paradigm. You put up your proposal, lots of designers submit their ideas, and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you. And then ultimately, you pick one of them. And once you've picked that one designer, the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is actually very high. 99 Designs, where love is in the air. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Righto, let's get stuck in to today's guest. His name, Dave Munson. He's in Texas. He owns SaddlebackLeather.com. Go and check out that website, absolute ripper. Now, what caught my attention initially, in fact, a listener suggested I interview Dave. Can't remember who that listener is. Sorry, listener, but you know who you are. What did catch my attention was a video Dave had produced where he shows how people 
can knock off his leather bags. You see, he makes the world's most beautiful leather bags. They are quite stunning. The passion, the quality control, the love that he and his team put into these bags is quite extraordinary. They're no ordinary bags. A lot of people are knocking them off. So he's, he created this video, which we, we, we speak about in this interview. But on further investigation, for, for me, what became obvious was Dave's love of storytelling. You know, in order to sell, Dave tells stories, okay? You can't sell if you don't tell. Hmm, like that, quote, unquote. We can all learn from the way Dave crafts his stories, and he takes us on a bit of a journey as to how he does that. He's got a bit of an interesting life, Dave. He travels a lot and it allows him to create great stories. Don't let that be a limiting belief for you, saying, well, I don't travel as much as Dave and my life isn't as interesting, so I can't create those stories around my business. You can. Just listen to this interview. Um, The Saddleback Story, um, you've got to check it out. It's on his website. Here's the opening line. Uh, The Saddleback Story, a hot wife and two fabulous kids, and 14 Rwandan sons and daughters, and a cool dog, and a crooked federal policeman sent to kill me, all makes the Saddleback story. (laughs) And here's how it happened. And he goes on with a whole lot of pictures and stuff. It's just wonderful. Um, Story just lives throughout the marketing of this brand. So I started off by asking Dave, what's the biggest animal he could knock out with one punch? Um, I bet I could take out a large goat, like one of the ones that children ride with a small saddle. You're a tough, you are a tough guy. I think I could take it out if I were jumping off a porch or something and coming down at it. Uh, on, a, on a more serious note, tell me, how did the, the Saddlebag, the Saddlebag brand come about? Because I've read the story on your website and it involves bullfighters and guns and giraffes and a lot of travel and a lot of countries. But what's the short version? Okay. So I was teaching English in Mexico as a volunteer in '99. I needed someone to make a bag for me to carry my books. And I had this bag in my head, like something like Indiana Jones would carry. Uh, so I found a bag maker. He made it for me. I, I sketched it out. I prayed. I said, God, I want this to be the coolest bag ever. And I, you know, I got this bag back, and it was really cool. And everywhere I went when I got back up to the U.S., everywhere I went, people were asking me, hey, excuse me, sir, where could I get that bag? Where could I have a bag like that, you know? All day long, four or five times I get asked that. So I ended up moving to Juarez, Mexico, right across the border from El Paso, Texas. And I lived in a little $100 a month apartment, slept on the floor with my dog, Blue, a black lab named Blue, for three years, no hot water, no heat, no air conditioning, just uh, all the money that I sold from, that I made, made by selling the bags I would deposit in the bank in Mexico. Uh, this father and son were making my bags. They would make them, and they would send them up on the bus. I'd go to the bus station, get them, take them over to El Paso, and I was selling them on eBay. It got so popular that they couldn't keep up anymore with demand. I met my wife on MySpace. Um, <laughs> we got married. We got married six months later. Yeah, we moved down to Mexico, found a, started our own factory. Now we're making bags for other people, and we're making bags for ourselves, and the business has really grown. So it really was just out – I love businesses that um, come out of a – a need that you couldn't solve elsewhere. You wanted just the most beautiful leather bag in the world. You know, I, lo- I love the idea of, what did you say, that Indiana, Indiana Jones would carry. So, 
Dave, one of the things that, you know, in looking at the Saddleback brand, what you've done is create wonderful stories around it. it. To me, that seems to be how you've built it. If I define a brand as brand as being an emotional attachment, you've created some a wonderful emotion around this brand because at the end of the day, it's a leather bag. I was going to say just a leather bag, but I thought you might come and get me mm-hmm. if I said that. But, you know, like <laughs> it, m- many, many manufacturers of physical products don't get this idea of creating emotion. So story's very important to you, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, people love stories, and a lot of times, um, yeah, they, they want to know what you value also. And, and and through story, you can tell what you value. And if all you value is money, then what's going to happen is um, is stories about yourself and about money uh, start bubbling up, and you can't really help it. It just kind of accidentally happens. If you value people and you value um, other people's success, you value travel, you value your family, all of those come up in stories. Um, and then people go, oh, I value what he values. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking taking risks, um, living like a dog for a while so you can start a bet. You know, I value these things, and I value quality, and I value these things. And so we transmit that through story. And, and did you did you make a, a decision back when you started Saddleback that you were going to create a whole lot of stories in order to build the brand, or are you just by nature a storyteller? Yeah, my kids say I talk too much. <laughs> so, so no, I love telling stories. Right. And so I remember laying there. I remember laying there in Juarez on the floor, uh, on a mattress on the floor, and, and I remember thinking. Wouldn't that be cool if I could travel the world and just tell stories about my bags? <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think people would like that. Uh, let's talk about the different ways you tell story. You seem to do it a lot by video. And, and listeners, just to give you some examples of what we're talking about, I mean, Dave has done a video um, reviewing a bag in front of Niagara Falls. He talks about his 100-year warranty in front of a very old castle, medieval castle in Scotland. Um and, you know, there's even a video where, Dave, you show people how to copy one of your Saddleback bags. We'll talk about that in a minute. But how does storytelling show itself in, in the Saddleback brand beyond those examples? How does it show itself? Yeah. Where, where, what, where, is it well, just through video? No, no. So uh, on every product, almost every design, every product that I have, I tell a story about what inspired me or what, what I value about this product. And... So I tell a story, one one story about um, how I was using, I forget which one it was. I think it was a, it was my regular briefcase. But um, I show up in this town called Ocasingo. It's near Guatemala. And middle of the night, we finally hitchhiked. We got our way into this town. We found a little hotel. And we woke up in the morning, and everyone is staring at these three clean-cut white guys. And it's a really, you know, real indigenous area and all that. Well, it turns out everyone, all the all the Indians there, thought that we were uh, government spies or working for the FBI or something, and all of the all the all the government thought that we were bringing arms and money to the rebels, <laughs> and so we're feeling really uncomfortable uh, in this town. And it, it had a bloodbath, big bloodbath there. Um, uh, I don't know, five years before we were there, we said. 
um, maybe we should go. <laughs> so we, anyway, but I tell that story, I, I added in a product that, that was, you know, for on the go. And when it's time to get out of town, you know, you, you want something that doesn't stand out and, you know, that sort of thing here. So, yeah, so we do that. We, we have a story written and also we, uh, we tell stories in video form. Um, even when we're doing our product demo videos, I'll start off with a, with a story, part of the story, then I go into the description of the bag, and then I end with summing up the story. Uh, uh, this is really important. This is a massive, massive marketing lesson that we've not spoken about in detail on the show. So I just want to unpack that a little bit, Dave, because what you do there is similar. I, I do a lot of keynote speaking at conferences and the idea of in order to get a point across, your point is, hey, wouldn't it be good if you bought one of my bags? You've got to tell story. Yeah, because that's what gets people sitting up and taking notice. So I am—I would love nothing more than my listeners walking away from this interview going, ah, oh, that's how you create story, you know, because you do it very naturally. But I guess what is – where do you start? Is it just about identifying a story somewhere in your business or personal life that you could relate back to the product? Uh, you know – the more that you share, I believe, the more that you share that you're a real and authentic person, mm-hmm. I, I believe that people really value that because they don't get it very often. And so it's, it's a breath of fresh air to hear uh, someone telling a story. And it doesn't have to be I was swinging on this vine and we were going out into this middle of this jungle river and all that. It doesn't have to be that. It could be, you know, so I was arguing with my wife the other day, you know, and and I, we came across, and I realized, you know what, I, I shouldn't have said that, and I was wrong. And you know, I talked to her about that, and I, I, I asked for her to forgive me, uh, and she did, and and that's why, you know, it's it, it's it's like, I mean, I'm just kind of making stuff yeah, up yeah. right now, but you you, t- you tell a real story, just a short real story, and people will smile and go, I've gone through that, yeah, I've I've experienced that. Um, if you've been married, yeah. So I'm in this restaurant, and my kid has a total blowout. Of course, <laughs> you know, and... And, and you're relating. You, you, what you're doing is creating stories that people can relate to, and they're starting to lean in, going, yeah, I get Dave, or, yeah, Dave's a funny guy, or Dave's quirky. And, and so when it comes time to share information, in your case, about your bags, they're, they're paying attention, yeah? Well, you've established a relationship with them in yeah. sales. Um, they'll buy from the person that they have that they have a good relationship with. And they may stop searching because if they have a good relationship with you, then they, that means they kind of trust you. Yep. And the more you share about yourself and become a little vulnerable, then it doesn't have to be, you know, I struggle with this and that and my, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it, you become a little vulnerable. You've shared a little personal stuff. And now they go, hey, he's my friend mm. and I want him to be successful. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, and you know, you don't talk about price a lot on your website, um, but what it does do, because your bags aren't the cheapest, but I'm guessing in telling story, people become less price sensitive, huh? That is exactly right. Mm. Uh, they also become less price sensitive when you educate them on what really quality looks like. Um, yeah. And, and, and quality becomes really easy to get used to. Um, so when people start realizing that you, you're doing quality, uh, consulting, that you're not going to get them on prices later, you you explain all the little details of what could happen. You're educating them. Hey, if you don't use me, that's fine. 
Mm. But if you use, but whoever you're looking for, asking these questions before you sign a contract with them, or before you buy one of their products, or before you, you know, use their service, um, and you educate them, and they go, ah, I love this guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that they mix up mix. They have fillers inside of jelly. I didn't know that. <laughs> or, you know, jam and stuff. And. And now you're friends. That's a wacky example, but you're right. And, and education, I, we talk a lot on this show about helpful marketing, the, con, the idea of, of actually um, sharing your, as a business owner, sharing your knowledge so that your customers and prospects can make a more informed decision. And you seem to do that really, really well. So Dave, you are one for marketing ideas that don't necessarily cost a fortune. Do you want to maybe share two or three that you uh, feel as though you've hit pay dirt with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing that we've always done is is uh, video, and now I'm a more casual business, and so it may not fit for some businesses. Um, and I do a lot of a lot of my own camera holding and that sort of thing. Uh, but even even having medium production value, you know, something that with video that didn't cost that much, but especially educating people um, on video, doing short little videos that educate people and people will forward them around. People share them. People get excited about them. Um, and, uh, and it's free marketing. And so you, as long as you're trying to help people, people will sense it if you're trying to make money off of them. Mm. But if you're just trying to help people, you say, Hey guys, as you're looking, um, as you're looking for something, as you're, as you're looking, as you're looking for someone to build your house and I build houses, um, believe me, I know. So here's some things you want to make sure you get in the contract. Mm. And you give them a list of things and you explain why. And and we're going to go over the roofing next. And then we're going to go over the foundation. You make, you make sure they agree to these things. Mm. And you go through and you have a little series of videos. It doesn't cost you much. It's very inexpensive. And those things are Googled um, all day long when yeah, people yeah. are researching who to, who to build your home. Your, your videos, you say, um, I, I've looked at a lot of your videos and the production values, are, I would say they're beyond medium. Um, and each one of them has a love, they all have lovely charm and an idea in them. So how, when you when you decide, I'm going to do another video for Saddleback, bag, what, what's your kind of thinking in terms of uh, how you're going to approach it? Well, actually, um, I'm moving over to GoPros now. Ah. So I'm, I have a, my office is a tent now. It's a safari tent from Kenya. Uh, they're really super cool. And um, so I'm going to be doing all my product videos from my desk with a GoPro or a couple of GoPros set up. Mm. And I'm going to be explaining as I'm spinning around, but, you know, in my tent. So I do. we do have some really high production value uh, pieces. We have some in some film festivals and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, we have one. I, I was in Morocco not too long ago or six months ago or something like that, and this guy was carving. <laughs> maybe, maybe this isn't exactly a marketing <laughs> video, but he was carving with his toes, toe carving in, in Morocco. I'm sure you found an angle. Yeah, it was super fascinating. So I, I just got a video, and I just... In my camera and my phone, and I just started filming. We got five hundred and sixty-six thousand views wow. on that baby. So, okay, what, what, what? How does that translate into business for Saddleback Bags? So, the next video that we put on the link there was 
how to knock off a bag. Uh-huh. This is the the video that I described the quality of our bag and how I had people knocking off the bag. Here's how you do it for cheaper. Yeah. And um, and so I did those. So the next one was that, and we had about oh that we could track about forty five thousand dollars in sales from just that toe carving video in Morocco. Hey, so I just thought I would play the opening few seconds of the video we're talking about. So what it is, is Dave is sitting at his desk, uh, quite a beautiful little setting actually. He's got a fake leather copy of one of his bags next to him. And this is what he says. Hey, check this out. It's fake. Dave here with Saddleback Leather. And I've noticed a lot of people knocking off my bags. Uh, and I thought maybe they could use a little help in case they're missing some of the some of the parts. So I want to show you how to knock off one of my bags well. <laughs> so that sound effect is actually Dave whacking the fake bag off his desk and replacing it with one of his beautiful saddleback bags. And uh, then he goes on to explain why people shouldn't copy. Uh, Worth a watch. Go into the show notes for this episode and take a look if you want to see the whole thing or look up Saddleback Leather on YouTube. Okay, back into the studio to spend some more time with Dave. Well, it's a funny video with a serious message, which is uh, don't even bother knocking off our bags because this is what's involved in doing it. Um, and as a result of that video, you get $45,000 worth of sales. Is that the kind of flow? That's kind of the idea. We get them in with an interesting video that people are just forwarding around or as they're Googling or searching on YouTube, they just sort of pop up and they watch it. And they go, this is from Saddleback Leather Company. And then the next video pops up is how to knock off a bag yeah. or it's a, a higher production value video or it's a product demo video i have a guy in jamaica uh showing how to turn a briefcase into a backpack and there's a, if you notice <laughs> there's a guy in the back way back there smoking weed yeah okay <laughs> <And> so <laughs> it's puffs of smoke going up and <laughs> well it's in jamaica mate <laughs> i didn't notice yet <laughs> i didn't notice it then but anyway, it was really, uh, I noticed it later. Oh, that guy's smoking weed. And, um, <laughs> that, that, that one about how to, that video about how to knock off your bags, uh, very funny video uh, with, a, with a serious message. I, I love the fact that you, you know, you're kind of taking the fight up to people who are trying to knock your bags or other leather manufacturers' bags off, but you're having fun with it along the way. And I, I think more business owners need to do that, is to, you know, as, as uh, the, jo- the Batman character, the Joker, says, you know, Why so serious? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, uh, good quote there. Yeah, it is a great quote, oh. one of the great scenes from one of the great <laughs> films. Um, hey, what are some other um, – give us a couple before we finish up, Dave, a couple more kind of uh, cheap marketing uh, ideas that you've, you've had success with. I put on my website a tribute to my black lab, Blue. He died in 2008, and I really miss the guy, really miss him. He was a great dog. So I put a tribute to my dog, which people read, and and because their dog died, you know. And so I, I said, hey, why don't you guys put, uh, you know, honor your dog in, in their death as they, or your pet, as they honored you in their life. And so it's a nice way that I can let people... Um, honor their dogs and they leave a little tribute. They put pictures there, um, that sort of thing daily. We have people doing it daily and I I did it just to be a nice guy, but come to find out that Google really appreciates it. Hmm. (laughs) So 
Google says, oh, look at all this traffic of these, pe- of these people who go to Dave's website and all this fresh content all the time. <laughs> and so what, Go- what Google does is they reward us because they see that we're, very, we're always adding content. But really, it's our customers writing content. Yeah, yeah. This is such a big learning. We had um, last week, we had Rand Fishkin, who's the owner of Moz on the show. And, you know, Rand, we've, everyone listening, we've got to keep updating our websites. Google love it. It's good for us because it means we're sharing knowledge or our customers are sharing their knowledge and leaving comments and we're adding new blog posts. It's just, it's just a good strategy. Dave, do you do anything offline? Uh, yes. So, well... Not as much. We're, we're really online. But what we do also is we have strategic partners that we deal with. So people who are like-minded, who we're not competing with. So like there's a, a beard oil company, and uh, he does – it's called a Can You Handlebar. And he has handlebar mustache wax. He has beard oil. He has a beard oil brush. He has all these different things. Well, I promote him in, in an occasional newsletter or Christmas gift guide that sort of thing. He mm-hmm. promotes me to all of his audience who are super diehard people and super diehard fans of his stuff. And so we cross promote with each other. Um, we also, we also, uh, we give a lot of bags out, a lot of products out for reviews. And so I recommend to small business owners, um, do stuff for free, give away your stuff, um, ask people to review it and, and just send it out. We just sent out about 5,000 little cable wraps, leather strips of leather that wrap around uh, your charging cables, your earbuds, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and just by being generous, we just gave them out, not expecting anything. Well, we've been getting a lot of reviews by a lot of really influential people who had just said, man, these guys are cool. They didn't have to send me that. And no strings attached, just a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, give them, out to, give them out to your employees. Just have fun. Merry Christmas. And... Um, and they just write reviews. They That's write, brilliant. And, and so, so getting other people's audiences to to join you to know about you um, is really important. And we let other people know about the people that we value. Yeah, um, that's a great so, strategy. Anyway. Dave, before I let you go, because I know your wife has many jobs lining up, uh, as you told me before before we started, um, <laughs> you, I, I can't let the fact go uh, that you just very casually said, yeah, look, our office is a – we're moving into a safari tent. Uh, mate, what's that about? All right. So, marketing. <laughs> so, don't tell anyone, though. <laughs> no, so, no, no. It's between you and I. So, the, the greatest tent maker in the world, from my understanding, the best, best one I could find lived in Nairobi, Kenya. And he's been doing it for about 25 years. And most of the tents you stay in there are safari tents. So we're setting up these tents. We have four of them. Mm-hmm. One is my office and the kitchen. It's about 40 feet long, about 15, 16 feet deep, meters divided by three. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, it's got a, and then the, the living room, the house, we have, we're, they're all on decks. Anyway, so we had all these tents set up, right? They're really beautiful tents. Mm. And they're air-conditioned. We have flushing toilets. We have a septic system, hardwood floors, but they're canvas. The whole thing's made of canvas. These things are, when we take pictures of these, people are going to go, oh, my gosh, this is a cool company. I thought I was cool before, but now I found out they live in tents. <laughs> this guy's office is a tent. Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. And hopefully... We're we're going to submit to Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, these different magazines and web blogs and stuff about 
Saddleback Leathers headquarters. Yeah. And the president's office is a tent. Man, you are going to get a lot of... Co- they're going to get so much coverage. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. And so we're working on a two-story tent. When I get it done, <laughs> when we get this two-story tent done, you're going to see it. Because the world's going to see it. And that'll pay for the tents. I love it. Love it. A great story, Dave. I mean, you have, you are living the dream. You are living the brand. Now, I do love my listeners to uh, hit my guests up on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Saddleback Bags. Saddleback Bags. And the website is saddlebackleather.com. And I encourage everyone to go and buy just one because poor old Dave and his family are living in a tent. They're doing it hard. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can get them into our house by 2016. <laughs> hey, Dave, thanks for sharing some marketing gold, mate, on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Hey, as often happens, after I stop recording, my guests share more marketing gold. Well, fortunately, I'm ready for it these days. So here's another idea Dave had to share. I don't know if it'd be of any value, but we're doing a a show called The the Not Dead Yet Show. Um, Our slogan is, they'll fight it ever when you're dead uh, for my my company. And so we're doing a, a weekly, we're doing weekly content um, about four to eight minutes, nine minutes, sometimes three minutes, but we have something every single week. We're behind today, but we'll have it out tomorrow. Um, we're behind this week. Um, but it's just kind of what's going on in the business, what's going on with our family. Um, it's, it's almost like a little reality TV show. Um, I just record all the stuff on GoPros and on my iPhone, and then I, I upload the files to YouTube just raw and our film guy we have a video guy he just puts it all together and calls it the not dead yet show and uh and out off of it we got a a local television station from dallas fort worth area he he saw the tents in one of them an early one and he said oh my gosh can we do a story on that for our broadcast news and we got about thirty thousand in sales from it wow (laughs) so people just, this is spike. We did no other marketing at the time. That only thing there, it had 631 shares on their own Facebook page and uh, about our tents, but it was Saddleback Leather Company. He had a bag in there. He explained what we do and uh, a successful business owner and his family are living in tents. So the premise of the Not Dead Yet show is simply for you and your wife to sort of check in on a weekly basis with your customers and prospects, yeah? Exactly. Nice. And sharing personal stuff, yeah? Sharing personal stuff. We This next one of our, it's to the kids, we, I took them crawdad fishing. And we try not to be too businessy and, and uh, marketing, marketing-ish. <laughs> we try to just... Uh, spend time and just show what's going on in our lives because we do have kind of, you know, some interesting things going on. And and um, and the people seem to, it's like a they get a breath. They're not very popular or anything. Um, we don't have that many views to them. But yes. the way you get good at video, the way you get good at video, and I forgot to share this, the way you get good at video is by doing video. Is it the same way you get good at public speaking, same way you get good at photography, Mm. Is you, do it. You, you can always read books on photography. You go out and take a whole lot of pictures, and you get good at taking pictures. Yeah. And so, 
our how to knock off a bag video was by far our most valuable bag or our valuable video. It was number 222. And so, um, of all the videos we did is number 222 and, but it took 221 of figuring out how to do it right. And so the trick to video marketing is just to keep on doing it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. And then pretty soon you, you get pretty, you see what people are liking and what they're not liking and you keep adjusting and you get really good at doing video. Yeah, you do. And that's the wonderful thing about the online world. And not all marketing is online, as I keep saying, but um, the feedback we get and the, the, the instant and constant feedback that you get when you put something out there, or lack of feedback as well. And you know, oh, that touched a nerve, that didn't. And you do more of the stuff that touches a nerve. And you're right. I mean, you know, the minute I think I've nailed podcasting, I'll probably give up. But I'm always finding new ways of improving, (laughs) you know, doing it. Hey, what a great bloke Dave is. Don't forget to hit him up on Twitter, at SaddlebackBags. I want to share my top five, normally top three, my top five learnings, thanks to the very good folk at NetRegistry. Go on, go and check out their wonderful online marketing offers over at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo and 99designs. If you want anything designed, go over to 99designs.com forward slash Timbo and you get a free $99 upgrade on your brief. Gotta love that. Right, I'm a top five learnings. Number one, look for stories to tell. Start looking around your business in your personal life and see where the stories are that can help you sell more product and integrate them into your marketing, into your website copy, into the way you talk about your business, to your brochures, your ads, everything. Number two, don't always look for the sales angle. All right? Tell, don't sell. Number three, look for ways to personalise your marketing with stories about you. Be genuine and authentic. Great learning there. Don't be someone you're not. I know there's a lot of service providers listening to this show. Just share something of yourself in a genuine and authentic way. Number four, in sales, people buy from the person they have the relationship with. And what better way of creating that relationship than by telling story? And learning number five, thanks to the good folk at Net Registry and 99designs, People become less price sensitive when you educate them on quality. So go and be a helpful business. Create helpful marketing. They're my five learnings. What were yours? Head over to the show notes at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Look for episode 264. You can just key that into the search box and this episode will pop up magically. I'd love to know what little lesson or insight you got from my chat with Dave that you are going to action. Advertising legend David Ogilvie once said, on the average, five times as many people read the headline as read the body copy. When you have written your headline, you have spent 80 cents out of your dollar. Righto, almost there, almost at the finish line. I hope you got some marketing G-O-L-D from today's episode. There's plenty more where that came from. Don't you worry about that. 
Be sure to use NetRegistry if you need a website or you need to get your website found. Exclusive listener packages can be found at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo. Grab your free $99 design upgrade over at 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Hey, audio production for this show is done by the fabulous Daryl Delirious Misson and the music bed created by the inimitable Lockie Dolly. Love you guys. And if you need a speaker for an upcoming event, then I'm all yours. Check out timreed.com.au. And if you want to surround yourself with motivated business owners, then join the forum over at crankmymarketing.com. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. I'll also be in the Philippines next week. More on that in future episodes. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.